Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join us as well. I'm excited to welcome back best-selling author Rianne Thane to our broadcast today. She's celebrating another great page turner just in time for your summer reading list. It's called The Cafe at Beach Inn. We're going to talk to Rianne not only about her extraordinary literary success, but also what it's been like for her to craft these stories as well as create these characters the readers love returning to and telling others about. If you all are not following Rayanne, of course, we'll let you guys know where to be able to find her. Rayanne, thank you again for the time. Really do appreciate you stopping by. I'm so thrilled to be here to speak with you. Well, congratulations again to you on the Cafe at B10. And I think the great thing about you, Rayanne, that I think our audience loves is that you're able to to keep us with great reads. I mean, whether we're talking about books that we've been able to enjoy um, that are just coming out in paperback like you've had this year, but also brand-new books like the Cafe at B10. What has it been like for you, Rayanne, to hear from readers literally around the world about how much your, your stories mean to them? You know, it is so rewarding. It's uh, something I really can't explain how wonderful it is. Most writers, you know, all of us, we write in a vacuum. We're by ourselves all day long at our computers, and, and we're thinking about the people in our books, but then we hear from readers, and it's just such an immediate connection, and it just feels so um, fulfilling to know that I'm making people happy. I have a I have a sign on my computer that says, I may not change the world, but I can change someone's afternoon, and that's my goal every time I sit down to write, just to make people happy. Love that, love that, and and I think for myself, and of course, you know, I, I think you've noticed that, of course, you have so many women around the world that love your stories, but us guys enjoy them as well, uh, Rianne. And I think one of the things I love about your books is that they are relatable. Whether we're talking about the men or women characters, you're able to create like you did in the Cafe at B10, but they also uh, all have their layers. I think something that we can be able to see ourselves in. Do you think that's been part of the connection that that you you don't create these perfect characters here? characters like us, individuals like us, uh, who are trying to deal with life and everything that happens in life? Well, I hope so. I hope that that comes across to the readers. I really do focus a great deal on my characters when I'm beginning a story project. You know, that's where I spend the majority of my time in the pre, pre-work, pre-writing work, um, is just coming up with characters that, that feel real to me, uh, that feel like they you know, are compelling and that they have problems. I don't want to write, you know, cookie-cutter characters that never have anything go wrong in their life. My characters mm-hmm. always have some something they're struggling through and some some place that they are when the book starts that they need to get through at the end. And that's what, you know, keeps readers wanting to know. Are they going to work through this problem? Or are they going to come out a, a stronger person at the end? Or are they going to see, recognize their strengths that were there all along? You know, what is the journey that these characters are going to be going through? It, it is the most fun part of, of being a writer for me is, is coming up with these people who by the time I've been in their head for three or four months or five months, they feel very real to me. They feel like friends because, you know, they, I've, I've been in their heads, and I and I kind of have tried to write what what they're dealing with and the struggles that they're having. And I love when readers tell me that that's the part that they enjoy the most about my books or the characters that I write. 
Yeah, I love that. And I think that is one of the cool things, too, is that, you know, there are, you know, readers who can definitely relate. So let's talk about the cafe at BTN, because I think the great thing about this book with the character Meredith, she is definitely someone, uh, talk about someone who is flawed. (laughs) She has had life happen to her, but she also has, has made her own mistakes. So how did this book start for you? Because location is such a big part of your stories, Rayanne. Was the location that kind of sparked this, or was it, was it Meredith's journey? It was really Meredith. I had established this location in previous books. So this is my, mm-hmm. it's Cape Sanctuary is the name of this community that I've created. It's a fictional town in uh, Northern California area. And I basically took a couple of beach towns that I love, which are Cannon, the Cannon Beach, Oregon area, and like the Pacific Grove, um, Carmel area in California. I mashed them together and planted a fictional place in Northern California, which is one of the joys of being an author. You don't have to pick yeah. a, a real place and you can create your own community. And so I, I already had that community. I've written four uh, four other books in that series besides this, whereas they're they're all just based in the same place, but they are only connected by geography. There's no continuing characters. There's no plot that runs through all of them. It's only this one place in Cape Sanctuary. So I always tell readers, you know, it doesn't matter which of these books you pick up. You're not going to be lost because there's not a linear theme that goes through any of them. But anyway, um, so I already knew that this book was going to be a Cape Sanctuary. I wanted it to be really a sanctuary for a character who was at her last, on her last leg. You know, she, she, she had lost everything monetarily, emotionally, everything. She had nothing left. And the only place that she could think to go to is the place that she always felt safe when she was a child, which was where her grandmother lived. Her grandmother's passed away now, um, but her grandmother left her uh, a small cottage on uh, on the beach and also a share in this cafe at Beach End. She knows nothing about running a cafe. She really, all her goal is to fix up this this cottage and sell it so she can, you know, have enough money to make a make a new start somewhere else after she loses everything because of her own choices, like you said, but also because of the uh, actions of other people around her and really her own weakness. That is her. That was her choice was was sort of to go along with things and to not stand up for what she knew was right at certain points right. in her life and and what she needed to do. And so, you know, that's kind of her journey is to decide, you know. I had these things happen to me in part because of the actions of others, but in part because of my own weaknesses. How can I move to a better place after this happened to me? Yeah. And I think, too, the other thing that I took away from it, Rayanne, is feeling worthy of moving on, feeling worthy of being not only loved and respected, but also seen. Um, and I think I think anyone who's had a a misstep in their past, I think I thought about this with Meredith, and I'm curious as to your thoughts because you created her. But one of the things that came to my mind was she is someone who has been so beat up, um, you know, because of circumstances. It makes her not only, of course, believe that she is open to or able um, to have something real of her own, but also makes her more leery of the motive of others. What was that like? That you kind of had that complication with her. Absolutely. She she was a really complicated character to write and I have the thing I had the hardest time with is, is trying to make her sympathetic from the beginning in the fact that, you know, she's a person who who many people maybe would say she doesn't deserve sympathy because uh, you know, it's not a spoiler to say that her husband was was a 
uh, sort of ran a Ponzi scheme and he built many, many people out of a lot of money and, and really preyed on the elderly and people who really needed that money. And um, she benefited from it for a long time, not realizing what was going on. She thought her husband was a, just a successful financier and didn't realize, you know, everything that was going on. But she's, she's despised by many, many people because she was married to him and, and sort of guilt by association. And so she has to sort of, you know, get, get to the point – I think that is a part of her journey is that she kind of needs to forgive herself and realize that some of the choices she made, she was a very young 22 year old girl when she married this man and she was cowed by her family who were kind of domineering and she wanted to plead her parents. And so she, you know, she found herself in situations that she really didn't know how to, how to get out of. And I think that is part of her, her process throughout the course of the book is kind of coming to terms with the fact that, you know, yes, she could have made different choices at, at different stages in her journey. She didn't, but that doesn't mean that, that, you know, she's not a good person or that she can't find happiness moving forward. You know, she's had things happen to her that, that have, have interfered with, with happiness, but now she's at a stage in her life where it's time for her to decide, do I want to be a victim? Do I want to, you know, have this define me for the rest of my life? Or do I want to take matters in my own hand and in my own hands and define myself moving forward? Right, right. And it, I, I think that leads us in an interesting way. We can talk around this uh, for sure, Ray, and this leads us, of course, to Liam and, and his interesting journey as well. How did he come to you? <laughs> Well, I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, a character. It, it made sense to me to have a, a big conflict between these two and the fact that he also believes that she is, was guilty, not just by association. He feels like she knew something about what her husband did. And so he had family members who were impacted by it, and he decided he's going to come to, you know, get to the bottom of it and find this money that's still out there missing and see if he can, you know, figure out what she did and, and go after her because he, he so he's an FBI agent. I, that's not a, uh, that's not a mystery either. You find that out quite early in the book. Um, he's an mm-hmm. FBI agent who basically is a, is a numbers cruncher FBI agent. He's not out there in the field. He's not out there doing, you know, dangerous things. He's a data analyst and his specialty is um, forensics, uh, forensic accounting, but he was never actively involved in this case uh, about her husband who took all this money, but he wants to be because he had family members who were impacted. And so he puts him, inserts himself into the story by coming to this little town, finding out where she went, for one thing, she kind of fled after everything was done and the investigation was all done. Her husband, actually, ex-husband, who she had divorced in the, in the process, died in prison, so he's out of the picture, and they still don't know where a lot of this money is, and he decides he's going to figure it out, so he decides to pursue her to this little town in California and befriend her, thinking that maybe he can, you know, sort of by, by subterfuge figure out where this this money is or find out, you know, clues that, that nobody else has been able to figure out. So he goes into it with an agenda, uh, the whole thing, and, and pretends to be a writer, pretends that he's there writing a book, and that's what she thinks he is doing. And so uh, they become friends, and through the course of the book, he begins to see her in a completely different light than he thought going into things, which was a big journey for him. I, I would say she probably has more more change to go through in the course of the book, but um, he he absolutely has to come to accept that, you know, the ideas that he's always had about himself and about his family aren't always necessarily true, and, and she sort of helps him come to see that. 
it, it's a great it's a great dance that the two of them are able to do right and they're <laughs> different situations and and kind of living with the lives that they are and you know and the unknowns of course that they are as well which i think is a lot of fun i mentioned location that you talked about of course this is something you've been able to do as a storyteller Rayanne, to create this own world talk to us about that what has it been like for you to kind of create this world to occupy it with these interesting characters I really love setting books in a place that I want to spend time in. So most of my the, the places that I create are are just to me they're they're places that bring peace. That seems to be what many of my characters are seeking in their life. Just a place that can bring them peace and and comfort. And there are certain locations around the world that that can do that for people. For me, it's always involved seems to involve a body of water somewhere, sitting by a river or sitting by a lake or going to the ocean. I, you know, I, I live in Utah, so I'm very far from the ocean, but it is the place that I go to when I need to find peace. I, I just there's nothing else that compares to sitting there and and you know feeling the soothing uh, power of, of being there. And so, uh, you know, when I was trying to come up with a place, uh, a new series idea, I had the idea that I'd like to write one in, in, on a, in a beach community uh, because there's many things that you can do with that. You can have a lot of scenes at the beach. You can have, um, you know, bring in a lot of people that are tourists moving in and out and things like that. And so there are, there are many place, areas that you can go as a writer that makes – the setting more flexible, and you can use it that way. Um, for in this particular case, Cape Sanctuary truly was a sanctuary for her. Like I said, yeah. when she was a child, her grandmother was, her parents were these jet-setting socialites. Her father was a financier as well, um, and so, but they would kind of neglected her throughout her her childhood. And and when she came to her grandmother's house and spent summers with her grandmother at, at Cape Sanctuary, she felt peace. She felt belonging. She had a dear friend that was her cousin, also as well, Tori. Tori was raised by um, their grandmother, and they were as close as sisters when they were growing up. And and Tori was her best friend. They would call and talk to each other even after, you know, Meredith would leave and go back to her real life. She had that connection still. She was grandmother and her cousin. And so, you know, that's an added complication in the story is that she has to come back and face her cousin who feels betrayed by her and all the things that, that, that Meredith had done and the choices that Meredith had done and see if she can, that's not her goal to try to recapture, you know, that relationship, but, but throughout the book that, ends up being what she wants more than anything is to have have that relationship and that bond back with her cousin Tori. Yeah. And so that's part another, you know, layer, like we talked about, that's another layer of story involved in the book. Yeah. I'd say and definitely this is what makes it a a, a great read for sure, Rayanne, because there's so many different things I think people will take away from it. Um and, and that's the great thing about seeing what your readers have been able to do as well. I also just want to talk for a second on a personal note. I, I noticed earlier this year I had a chance to catch one of your lives you did on Facebook, and you were just, you know, of course, talking about the release, uh, the paperback release of, of one of your books from last year. But the thing that impressed me, the reason why I brought this up, Rayanne, is because you had readers literally from all over the place that were chiming in, were coming into that Talk to us about what social media has done for you and connecting you with people. What has that been like for you to kind of bring the world at your fingertips? <laughs> it is a, really an amazing thing for me, and I think for most authors, who, to have that immediate connection with our readers. I, I sold my first book in 1996. 
So I've been at this for many years. And when I first wrote my book, first book, we didn't have email. You know, all of my correspondence with my editor was, was written. <laughs> we didn't even have email at that point. So social media was something we couldn't have even imagined. And I can remember I got a few handwritten, you know, letters, uh, fan letters that were really rewarding. And I cherished, cherished each one of them. But it really wasn't until... You know, I would say people started getting email and then moving into social media that I really felt that connection with my readers. And, and it is, we've, I feel like I have a community and I don't think I'm unique in, in the world of publishing. I think most authors feel like they've been able to create a community with their readers. And those readers are so um, passionate about not, not just my books, but many other books, many other authors, and, and reading in general. And so, of course, we have an immediate bond because I love books. I started out as a reader, and so there's absolutely something there that we, we have in common first. But what I love about it, I love – I do Facebook um, – state uh, live events once a month. I have a book group, and, and we either feature a, a book from one of my friends or another author that I know, um, or we talk about one of my books. And those live events that I do, I'm, I'm not super comfortable at live events, and I don't feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm a polished professional at things like that. But I really do feel like that's a connection that I can make with my readers. I can bring them books that they maybe hadn't already, you know, discovered themselves and help them find new authors. And then, you know, I love being able to answer their questions about me and my life. And I feel like they know me better, you know, as they're reading my books. They can have that sort of understanding of, of things that are happening in my world. And, and it really does make a great connection. You know, there are times it, it – I know for some authors it can be intrusive to have to – focus on that social media part all the time. Many authors are like, I would I just want to write books. Why do I have to do all this all all of this other stuff? But to me that's all part of what I do. My books are part of it, but the rest of it is also, you know, that day to day communication, that connection with my readers. And I just I really do love it. Yeah. Well, they love it as well, and I can speak uh, to that too. And we're so glad that you take that time, Rayanne. And we also are so glad uh, that you don't make us wait too long for more books. So we definitely <laughs> invite our audience to get the Cafe at BGN. That's the latest book from bestselling author Rayanne Thane. You all can get it through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore. If they don't have it, I know they'll be more than happy to order it for you. And Rayanne, how can our audience stay connected with you? Um, really, Facebook is the place I'm most um, most present, and so it's author Ray Ann Thane, and that's R A E A N N E T H A Y N E. Um, and then I'm, I have a website; they can connect with me that way. I have a newsletter that I send out about once once a month or so. Um, and I'm also I am on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, but I'm most mostly active on Facebook. And then my book group is Ray Ann Thane's book group. So. If uh, readers are interested in, in participating in that, they can find that group on the web. All right. Well, Rianne, congratulations again. So glad our friend Anne-Marie was able to set up this chat with us for today and looking forward to our next conversation together. Thank you so very much. It was a pleasure to speak with you again. Hey, always. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.